0: Hey, everybody. It's Bobby. Welcome to Mavs Daily. This morning, I had a great conversation with Dwayne Price that you're about to listen to here in a few seconds. But uh, I was so distracted by Luca and Bobon's beautiful artwork that you've probably by now seen on either Mavs Twitter or Instagram that I forgot to hit record for the first like five seconds of our conversation. And so there was no intro. And so that's what this little piece of audio is me introducing the show that I forgot to introduce I'm Bobby Corella he is Dwayne price this is Mavs daily thank you very much for listening and without further ado let's uh, let's toss it to me and Dwayne keep hiding from each
1: going on that COVID-19 was going
0: on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a, that's a good thing. That's 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 yeah. I
1: like you Bobby, but I don't like you that much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you there. I don't blame you there. So Dwayne, thank you for joining me today. Uh We got some big news today, man. So yesterday um, you talked with Dwight Powell, kind of the first interview with any Maverick since the whole uh quarantine in Disney began. So Dallas, Uh, The the whole team, players, coaches, staff, everything flew to Orlando a couple days ago. Uh, Yesterday, you uh, had an interview with Dwight where he kind of revealed some of the team's plans uh, for sort of demonstrating uh, their stance against racial injustice and and their response to a lot of things that have been happening in this country uh, for obviously for centuries, but more specifically in the last six months or so. So uh, could you just sort of give us a... um, Give us a rundown of of kind of the news that broke yesterday that 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 you learned from talking with Dwight. Well,
1: what well, first thing he told me is that all the players are gonna wear gonna have the words equality on the back of their jerseys. You know that that's in relationship to uh, Black Lives Matter. So, uh, in other words, uh, guys like Maxi, he's gonna have it in, in his in his country's language. Luke was gonna have it in his country's language. For also. And uh, J.J., but uh, Boban, and all, all the rest of the players are going to have it in, in English. And and that was big news. I mean, I, I didn't realize how big it was, but a, a whole lot of organizations picked it up and ran with it, around not just around the United States, but around the world. So at least we know that, that they're going to be in uni- uniform. As far as, like, some teams, some of the players may have one message, another player, teammate may have another Mavs didn't want to do that. Dwight said they wanted to make sure they were all on the same page, and so that's big news that the Mavs were able to, to, to do that. And the other big news uh, was uh, they arrived in uh, Orlando yesterday, and as you saw, Maxie Kleber was on the balcony along with some of his other teammates, you know, in different rooms, obviously. Maxi was the DJ, and he was spinning. He was hot, Bobby, but the only thing only thing I say, he's playing that song, uh, Satisfaction. I don't know if you, you're familiar with that song that they was playing. It was it was jumping, but I thought he would have played something like Boogie Nights by Heatwave. You know, because it's gonna be a lot of with all the pandemic going on in, in Florida. <laughs> it's gonna be some boogie nights, and you and you remember Boogie Nights, Bobby? Dance with the boogie, get down,
0: cause boogie
1: <laughs> nights are always the best in town. Remember that.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, hey, Dwayne, they're going to be down there for three months because they're going all the way to the finals, obviously. So they got plenty <laughs> of time. They got plenty of time to, to hit every song in the library. Um, but back to uh, back to wearing the quality on the jersey, I think it's really cool that every player on the team is doing it, because like you said, you know, if if players want to display any type of message, um, there's like a whole list of kind of like approved, agreed upon uh, terms that they can use. And every player has the choice to do that or not. But like you said, I think every single player having the same message on their jersey, no one is having their name. That's like a unified stance. You know, I think it's really cool. And one thing that Dwight told you, this article is on uh, Mavs.com. The link is Mavs.com slash Mavs equality. Dwight told you, uh, quote, for some of the guys to put that in their native language kind of lends to the fact that we're all part of this conversation, regardless of where you come from or your race, creed, religion or whatever it may be. And the Mavs, I think despite uh, losing Ryan Brokoff, I think they still have the most international players, or maybe the tied for the most, or the second most international players. I mean, this is a team that's made up of guys from all across the world. I mean, from several different con- uh, continents. And um, the fact that they're kind of all in this together, I think is really, really awesome.
1: And I and also uh, uh, let you know that this team is tied together. And you and I both, you know, we're we at all the practices that we're at. We're in the locker room before the game and after the game. This is just a down-to-earth, good, tied-together team. And they know what they're doing. And they're a lot, most, of these, most of the players are young, especially the key players on the team. Man, if they, if they are able to keep this roster together for two or three years and add another piece or two here or there, I wouldn't be shocked to see the Mavericks win the NBA title
0: sometime in the next four or five years. Hope so, man. I hope so. That would be awesome.
1: Well, you got to remember LeBron and, and, and Katie and, and Steph and all those guys are getting older. They're already in their 30s, so they're going to be on the backside of their careers here pretty soon. Some of them already are, even though LeBron's still playing like he's 18, 19 years old. But but we know, you know, he's he's getting old, so the Mavericks are still young. So, Mavs fans, just just be patient. You know, I think a repeat of what happened in 2011 is going to happen sometime in the next four or five
0: years. Put it. That's a, That's a Dwayne Price guarantee. So you know it's going to happen now because Dwayne never misses. He never misses. Um, But that's part of what makes getting playoff experience so important because you have to learn to crawl before you can walk, right? And, you know, maybe they win the championship this year and just shock the world. But more likely, they go to Orlando, they play in a series or two, or, I mean, who knows how long they go for. But every single second of playoff basketball that they play is really going to benefit all of these guys, but especially – Luca and KP. Cause I mean, you look up and down the roster, really the only guys that are in the rotation that will be available because Dwight and uh, Courtney Lee are both out due to injury. Uh, the only guys that are healthy that have any playoff experience are Tim Hardaway, who I think has been one time Seth Curry, who's been one time uh, JJ, who was obviously on the finals team with the Mavs back in 2011 and has been in a lot of playoff games, mm-hmm. but he's like the backup or third string point guard, depending on how you look at it. So, uh, all of these guys are kind of going in it. They're very green. They're very raw, um, but that means that they're ready to learn and they're ready to kind of like soak in this this whole thing, even though it's like a, a weird and wacky environment in Orlando.
1: That's why I never understood when, when fans want their team to, to tank in order to get ready for to get a good pick in a draft and get ready for the next season. No, you get in that number eight seed, you play that number one seed, and you learn from that. Then you come back and you get, you might get your nose bled and all that, but you're gonna come back next next year. You're gonna learn from that situation. You are gonna say, "Okay, come on, I'm ready now. I know what this is all about." You know, do not be tanking. No, that's that's not good at all. You, you you don't learn anything from that other than learning how to lose.
0: And who wants to learn how to lose? Not me. Not me. <laughs> and I know you don't either. I know you don't either. I've never seen you take a loss, Dwayne. Oh, no. um, so that that kind of like leads to the next thing, right? So it was. It's interesting to me. I guess not even interesting. I don't know what the word would be. It's very notable that. White is the guy that you talk to. And obviously, you know, he's now been here for six plus years. I believe this is his sixth season in Dallas or maybe his fifth season in Dallas. I always forget because like the years are weird. I think it's a sixth season. He came here in uh, December 2014 alongside Rondo in that deal with Boston. And um, over the course of that time, he sort of like I guess, made a name for himself within the locker room as a guy who's going to work really hard and, you know, put a lot of extra time in the gym and always improve his game. And, you know, he turned from sort of like this tweener four or five combo big man uh, into one of the best rim runners in the NBA. Like he's such a good uh, lob target in the pick and roll and everything Um, that happened very slowly over the course of a long period of time. And obviously, if you're going to be working hard in Dallas, you know, you're going to pay attention to what Dirk is doing you know toward the end of his career even though Dirk was 35 36 37 years old and even older while Dwight was here he was still putting in a lot of time to get ready to play and I think that sort of rubbed off on Dwight and Dwight has said as much but um, to you as someone who has you know been around the Mavericks beat for a very long time uh, since well before Dwight got here but you know you know Dwight very well you have a very good relationship with him. what has it been like to sort of see him? Um, I guess, evolve or develop or grow uh, as he's, you know, entered the prime of his career and become like, you know, a, a seasoned veteran in this league, you know, matching his work ethic with also now a very outspoken voice. He's a vice president of the players association. Um, you know, he's sort of established himself as like a, a, a very important voice in the NBA and especially with the Mavericks. And the crazy part
1: about the trade uh, when when the Mavis got uh Ray John Rondo and Dwight Powell in that same t- uh, trade, everybody thought Dwight Powell was just a throw in. and as you know, yeah. Rondo didn't work out very well, very well, not even the first year and 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 Powell ha- Dwight has become one of these guys that, like you say, he, he he listened to Dirk. he he followed Dirk. He's doing a lot of stuff in the community, you know, uh, lending a hand being there in person, not just offering his money, but he's showing up at places and say, I'm here. What what do you guys need from me? I'm I got this. I got y'all. And not in the locker room, he's one of the best voices in that locker room. And 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 right now, like I say, he's the vice president of the National Basketball Players Association. And he's being groomed to take Chris Paul's place. Chris Paul is the executive director of the NBPA. And I wouldn't be shocked whenever Chris decided to give up that that title that Dwight's going to go right in there, and he's going to be phenomenal. I mean, this kid is, like, off the chart, and his, his game has expanded. I mean, he's got a three-point shot down. That's why it, it hurt us all so bad to see him rupture his uh, Achilles tendon in that game back in, uh, in January. But but in talking to him yesterday, the season, next season, is projected to start on December the 1st. Dwight said, yeah, he's going to be ready to go before the end, so he'll be ready to go by training camp. And the math just missed that energy that he brings to the court. I mean, all those lob dumps that he was getting from J.J. and Luca and all the other players, I mean, it just energized the building. And uh, once they get him back, you know, next season, like I said, add one or two more pieces, this team is going to be the first highlight team you're going to see or the second highlight team you're going to see on a nightly basis on ESPN because they're going to be great.
0: Absolutely. One, back to your point about tanking or not to tank or like creating a culture of losing. Dwight was on the team for all of those down years. You know, Dallas missed the playoffs three years in a row. They never won more than 33 games between the end of the 2016 season and this year. Uh, so it was some it was some bad times. But through it all, guys like Dirk, JJ, Devin Harris, obviously, you know, at the top, Rick Carlisle, Donnie Nelson, Mark Cuban, you know, even though the team was kind of undergoing a facelift. Dwight specifically, and also you know other young guys here, Harrison Barnes and and you know some other players were not the products of a losing culture, right? The Mavs still maintained this like level of professionalism and work ethic and like staying invested, even if you're losing games. Um, still putting in the time needed to get better, because if 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 Dwight hadn't sort of bought into the the Dirk school of work ethic. Then he might be a lost cause at this point. You know, you go through three bad seasons in the NBA as a as a key player on that team. You develop a reputation as like a losing player, you know? But um Dwight just kept putting in the work and the time and and this season, you know, he started at, at center for them and and they were incredible whenever he was healthy. And so I think, you know, that that sort of like commitment to improvement, and I guess not like succumbing to just the the blahness of being a bad team has sort of benefited him and and really kind of like salvaged his career and helped him take his his game to the next level
1: yeah and the other thing that, that a lot of people don't talk about you don't, you don't want to be associated with with being on a losing team year after year after year after year after wow you know that gets boring and, and, and you don't want your game, your name being attached to something like that because people now they're gonna think you're a loser that you don't know how to win and all that. And, yes, th- this guy won before he got here. And, like I said, they hadn't been to the playoffs yet. But I guarantee you, once they get there, they're young, they're green, they don't know any better. You know, when you don't know any better, then sometimes you do some incredible things. And, and then you get to the point where you say, hey, we can do this. You know, it, it kind of reminds me of Mavericks when they went to the playoffs for the first time, Dirk's first year. They were down. It was Back then, it was a best-of-five series in the first round. And they were down 2-0 to the Utah Jazz. And they said, okay, let's just roll the ball out here and play. Then the next thing you know, the Mavericks won the next three games. And, and that found themselves in the second round of the playoffs. i never forget, we were in Utah, uh, uh, Bobby. That, that series ended against the Jazz on that Thursday night. And we just spent the night there. And because normally we would fly to the next city. But so we just uh, went to uh, practice in, uh, in Utah on that Friday then flew to San Antonio. Then they played on Saturday. It's like, oh, okay, this is not fair for the NBA to start in the second series, you know, on less, less than 48 hours later, but at least they got out of the first round. So they got a taste of winning. And then a few years later, they won the NBA title. And you and
0: I both know they should have won in 2006 also, but. We won't yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Hey, now that nowadays the NBA gives you like five days off in between every playoff game. So you don't got to worry about any of that anymore. You know? Um, but obviously all these guys now, all 22 teams are in the bubble. They're all in one city. And so it'll be interesting to see uh, how many days off in between games they get whenever there's no – like you can't use travel as an excuse, you know, to play one game on Thursday and be off again until Monday. Um, but, but toward the bubble life, I guess, you know, you, that was one thing you also talked to Dwight about. And then last week we heard from Rick Carlisle, Donnie Nelson – luca kp tim hardaway rick again you know we heard from a lot of the different people on the maps um and then again you spoke with dwight about it what's kind of the vibe that you're getting from the players and from management as well about you know everybody's being stuck in this one place for six weeks 12 weeks however basically however long you go in the playoffs you're going to be stuck in the same hotel room um not only as far as like the mental aspect of being stuck in the same place for so long, but also like the risk that they're sort of exposing themselves to. Like for example, FC Dallas went down to Orlando as well as part of the MLS's back tournament, um, and they basically withdrew from the tournament because so many of their players and staff became infected with COVID. Um, you know, this is still a really serious issue, even though it, it it is just literally all fun and games. It's just basketball, but you know, it's still it's still a pretty serious situation. So what's kind of the vibe that you get from the players with handling both aspects of that, just like the mental side of being stuck there and then also the risk that they're facing uh, regarding this disease or this Uh, virus?
1: Yeah, the vibe that I was getting uh, from Dwight and the the other uh, players and from Carlisle is that, okay, we're going to Orlando. Everybody's going to be under one roof, basically. No use whining about it. Nothing's going to change. You might as well just get used to it, you know, find a way to make it work for you, wash your hands, wear your mask, keep your social distances, and do what you have to do, you know, to make the best of the situation because at minimum, I think they're going to be down there maybe for uh, seven or eight weeks at minimum because not only do they play the uh, the first game that starts into three weeks and then they got eight regular season games, and that's, that's probably another, what, uh, 12 or 13 days. And then if they win, then, then if they win the uh, playoff, they, they go to the first round of the playoffs. That's going to be another, you know, maybe two weeks. And if they win that round, then another two weeks. So this could be a good thing. You could learn something not only from your team but also from your teammates on how to survive in a very stressful situation because COVID nineteen, just like in, t- in the state of Texas, is very very high in the state of Florida. The only thing that concerns me, and I'm pretty sure the players are concerned, is that those workers at the uh, Walt Disney World Resorts, like the people who clean the room and the people who prepare the food in the restaurants, they get to go home every day and come back. Now, they could leave. When they leave in the bubble and come back, they could bring the virus with them. So that concerns me more than anything else that the uh, that, that's going on with the players because I know the NBA and that, all that protocols that that bubble is probably one of the safest place places in the entire United States but that's what I'm concerned about those those workers on the Disney Walt Disney World resort going home and then coming back because like I said the, the virus is extremely high in the state of Florida and they could actually you know bring the virus
0: back into the bubble. Um, okay. so hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully that yeah. doesn't happen. But one thing that some of the players have been saying is you know, you can control what you do. You can't necessarily control what other people do. So you just have to, to the best of your ability, kind of hold each other accountable, right? Like, I think Joel Embiid said that he doesn't trust that other players are going to follow the protocol and, you know, do what they can to stay safe. But then I I think it might have been Tim Hardaway Jr. um, who said, like, everybody kind of has to have each other's back, sort of, you know, like, you have to... Everyone's got to take care of each other, I guess. Um, Because if if Dwayne and I are in a bubble and Dwayne follows everything the right way and I decide to sneak out for a night on the town or something, then I'm putting everybody at risk. You know, I'm putting the whole thing at risk. So um, I, th- I think it's important for these guys to sort of like team up against it and 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 contain it to the best of their abilities.
1: And the other thing I want to add to that uh, with those workers going back and forth, I'm pretty sure the NBA has thought of that. I'm, I'm, I don't know this for, for a fact, but – they're probably going to test those workers when they come back in the bubble. And, and if they, you know, test positive for the coronavirus, they're probably not going to let them in. Because I just don't think they're going to let them just come and go freely, will it like that. And then, you know, risk, you know, bringing the virus into the bubble. So they'll probably get tested. And if they, if they don't, if they test positive, then they probably won't be able to get back
0: in. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. So let's assume everything goes according to plan. Everything goes smoothly and, you know, games begin Uh, scrimmages are starting on July 23rd. That's when the Mavs will play their first one against LA and then their, uh, their first actual meaningful regular season game, July 31st against Houston, you play eight of those games. The Mavs magic number to clinch a playoff spot is two. So any combination of two wins or two Grizzlies losses uh, will result in Dallas clinching a playoff spot. So uh, pretty safe to assume that they'll make the postseason unless something just horrible happens but uh, dwayne assuming they make the playoffs assuming everything you know and, and nothing nothing wild happens what in your opinion would constitute a successful season what 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 would like exceed your expectations what kind of result but i i've kind of struggled with this myself because it's such a unique thing it's ne- it's never happened before so like Literally anything can happen. The maps could go sixteen and zero, and I and, and win the finals, and I'd be like, okay. And then they could also get swept <laughs> in the first round, and I'd be like, yeah, I mean, I guess. So, what what do you think would define a success?
1: Well, they're not going sixteen and zero, <laughs> and they're not, <laughs> not going to get swept in the first round. He <laughs> Well, what what I would think that would constitute a uh, success would be. Uh, getting out of the first round of the playoff. You know, they, they hadn't won a playoff series since they won the uh, NBA title, you know, in, in 2011, uh, which is kind of crazy to even think about that. and uh, But the main thing, you know, right now they are seven seed. They get the, you know, the playoff start today. The They'll be playing the Clippers. Of all the teams in the Western Conference, that's the only team I, I think the Mavericks don't want to see. They don't no. match up well with, with the Clippers. They don't mind playing the Lakers, as you know. They beat the Lakers in L.A., snapped the Lakers' 10-game winning streak, and also they had their game in Dallas when they had uh, the Lakers beat. They had a bad call go against them. The NBA admitted it, and ended up losing that game in overtime. So, technically, they could have beat the Lakers twice this year out of four. So, they match up well with every other team. They, Denver is another team that a lot of people are picking. going to have a lot of success. And as you know, the last game of the season, the Myers beat Denver by 16 with – Bobon getting 16 and eight in the fourth quarter by himself, a fourth quarter with the Maver- Mavericks held Denver to 12 points and eight rebounds. So they don't mind playing Denver. They don't mind playing Utah, Oklahoma City, the Rockets, anybody but the Clippers. So <laughs> I, they can avoid the Clippers in the first round. I guarantee they will make it to the second round. Wow. I guarantee. Dude, they that is make- another Dwayne Price guarantee. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. They're that good, man. I mean, Luca, I mean, people don't. I, I think some of them are getting on board, but you know, some of them are still, you know, with that KD and LeBron and Steph and James Harden and all that. But I mean, but, but you just don't do what Luca Duncan has done, and you know, in less than two years in the league, including getting a starting birth in the all star game his second year in the league. And you can't just ignore that. I mean, this guy's off the charts. He's leading the league in triple doubles with 14. He's almost averaging a a triple-double, and I guarantee you, Bobby, we're going to come back uh, 10, 15 years from now, we're going to, with Lucas' name, going to be mentioned among the top 10 players that ever played this game.
0: That's how good he is. Well, if that happens, you won't be able to hear the conversation over the sound of all of our rings clinking together. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have just a handful of rings. Oh, man. It, it is exciting, though, man. And this is kind of, this whole season has sort of led to this point, right? Like, Ever since the KP trade in January of 2019, it was all leading to this moment, getting them to the playoffs for the first time. That was the goal. Just make the playoffs and see what happens. And I, I'm with you. I think that if, if you can avoid the Clippers and to a lesser degree, the Lakers, but I, it's almost impossible for them to match up in the first round. If you can just play anybody else, I think you have a really good chance. Win a series. Uh, if you do play the Clippers, then it is what it is, and you just got it. You got to roll the ball out there and see what happens. But um, you know, you gotta if, if you're gonna you
1: got to learn from it too, Bobby. Even if you do play them, like you said, you, and they beat you, well, at least now, now you know what you need to do next year in case you see them again in the playoff. Because in in 2011, and you were there, Bobby. Everybody in the Western Conference was trying to avoid the Portland Trailblazers in the first round. Yep. And I'll tell anybody. Portland was the best thing that happened to the Mavericks in that playoff and during that playoff uh, series because the Mavericks ended up winning that series by, by six games. And Then the next round they played the Lakers who were the two-time defending NBA champions and the Mavericks swept them. And Then they went on to beat uh, uh, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook and that crew in, in Oklahoma City. and Then they beat uh, Miami in the finals. Uh, after being down 2-1 in that finals, they put J.J. in the starting line uh, doing the next three games and no, the rest is history.
0: Yeah. Well, one. I mean, if, if you're Luka and you're trying to learn from the best, there's not many players better than Kawhi to learn from. And then also, if you're trying to improve your game offensively, having to go up against Paul George and Pat Bev and Kawhi for a whole series, that will teach you everything you need to know about what you need to get better at, right? I mean, those guys are incredible. So that, that would be a great learning experience. But if you can avoid them, I think the Mavs are right there with every other team in the league, every other team really in the NBA. Uh, but especially in the Western Conference, you know, Milwaukee obviously is incredible. Boston's very good too. But uh, you know, I think the Mavs are right there with all those teams. So uh, it could be fun. At, they, This at, is just the first step of many, Dwayne. It's the first yeah. of many.
1: And, and don't forget, remember they won at Milwaukee by four points where that, when Luka was hurt. So they went yep. to Milwaukee. At Milwaukee, they won what eighteen games in a row, and 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 Giannis had forty-eight, fourteen, or something incredible numbers like that, and the mm-hmm. Mavs still beat them. So. The team know how to win. They got some talent, Bobby.
0: <laughs> well, they should have. Uh, they should have swept Toronto too. But we don't need to talk about what happened on that fateful afternoon north of the border, Dwayne. That was a uh, that was a terrible day. Terrible day. Uh, okay, before we get out of here, is there any uh, any other final takes you want to fire off? Any any guarantees you want to make, or any 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 parting words for our listeners? I no, I can't guarantee that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm gonna leave. i that one. That one alone. But no. Uh, oh, okay. But no. The good thing is, is you know, the, the league want, the NBA wanted to finish the season. You know, I understand that. You know, there's a lot of money on the line, and you know, we need to get sports back. You know, baseball is coming back. Uh, the soccer uh, started uh, earlier this week, and it looks like the NFL is going to be a go. But no, I, I'm just excited, you know, because, you know, we've been, I'm like you, I've been stuck up in the house for over four months. And uh, I've got so bored that uh, one day, Bobby, I'm flipping the channel on ESPN and I'm watching a uh, rock skipping contest.
0: <laughs> oh, no. And, and I gotta, got to, so we got to, we got to save you, Dwayne. We got to no, save
1: you. Bobby, you got so excited, man. I, I looked at the, I've been watching this thing for an hour. <laughs>
0: <laughs> By the end of it, you're like, oh, my God, a triple skip. And you're just you become an expert at this thing,
1: then. Hey, Coming one off. guy threw the rock so hard, man. He, he came out of his shoe. I said, oh, come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then, what's that other game when they throw the bag in this little hole? Cornhole. Cornhole. Man. Yeah, Cornhole
0: I, yeah, I was watching
1: that too, man. I said, oh man, now I got excited about this kind of stuff. That I'm i gonna put that because they have those in some of those uh some of those sports bars. I don't remember where I was about five years ago. I actually played that game, cornhole. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. They're they're everywhere now, man. It's a great yard game. It's a great yeah. yard game. During yeah. this quarantine, I've become uh, very, very into chess, like mm-hmm. high level grandmaster chess. So I've become well versed in uh, in the Rui Lopez and uh, you know all that stuff. So I'm 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 all in on chess. So, but I'm looking forward to NBA breaking up a, a little bit of that monotony. So yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah.
1: Yeah, even though we don't get to go to the games, I don't get to wear my suits. I've only had to wear a suit one time. A friend of mine passed away. I had to go to a funeral. So my, my suits are hanging up. They're mad at me. My shoes are mad at me because I won't I won't take them anywhere. I used to take them all over town. Now now they're just stuck in the closet. So uh, so they're going to be stuck for another three or four months. I like- no,
0: no, you should dress up for the games, even though you won't be there. <laughs> you should dress up from home. You got to do it, man. It's your signature. You got to do it. You got to dress up
1: and just sit sit in my little room, my suit on, watch the game. Yeah, and
0: then tweet photos. And (laughs) McMahon can insult to you, and it'll just be it'll be just like everything is back to normal. (laughs) 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 All right, Dwayne. Good Tim
1: Tim McMahon sitting next to me all game long. me, "Hey, Dwayne, you like basketball?" (laughs) 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 I got got to hear that for two hours, Bobby. I don't think so. (laughs) Oh.
0: Thankfully, there's only one Tim McMahon, but, uh, and there's only one Dwayne Price, too. It, it's Y'all are a bunch of characters, but uh, Dwayne, thank you for joining today. It was a lot of fun catching up and uh, and, and for sharing uh, some of the messaging that the team is, is trying to get out there that they're going to have on display for really the world to see in Orlando. I think it's really cool these guys are stepping up, and, and I'm glad you were able to get that story and, and talk with Dwight um it, there's there's a whole lot in it's it begins with an article and then there's a q a to follow um there's a lot of stuff in there it's it's a really good read so if you want to check it out if you have not yet go to mavs.com slash mavs equality uh that will take you right to the article Dwayne and also eddie have been putting out a lot of uh a lot a lot of content on the website especially these last couple of weeks now the practices are going on and everything but Uh, There's a whole lot of stuff on there to read if if you've been, you know, maybe paying attention to cornhole and not basketball for the last (laughs) month or so. But uh, there's plenty on there to read. So uh, get ready. Basketball's back. Two weeks from scrimmages, three weeks from games. It is awesome. Uh, Dwayne, again, thank you for joining me, man. I really appreciate it. You can follow Dwayne. Are you D-Price? You're D-Price on Twitter, right? No, that's my name, Dwayne Price. It's Dwayne Price? Yeah. All right, well. I guess uh, I should probably learn Dwayne's handle. It's Dwayne Price on Twitter. You can give him a follow there. Uh, I'm Bobby Corella on Twitter. You can give me a follow as well if you want to. Uh,
1: One last thing. As soon as as everything is over and we get
0: back to some
1: semblance of normalcy, you and I got to go find that place like we were in Detroit they brought the food. It was on fire. You almost burned the building down.
0: Jordan <laughs> <laughs> and I went to a Greek place in Detroit. We, we went up there a couple years ago, and uh, I said, let's go get some Greek food. Let's go to Greektown. So we got some opa cheese, and I don't think the place was ready to, to handle it because <laughs> it was kind of out of control. It was a little out of control. I've never had Greek food like that, but they...
1: Bobby, you gonna burn the building now? What are you doing? <laughs> no
0: way, man. There's there's nothing wrong with a little opatise. That's all part of the experience. All part of the experience. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. And and hopefully everything goes well. Hopefully everybody stays safe, uh, including you, including me, including everyone listening to the show, including all the players uh, in Orlando and and everybody involved with that restart. So uh, and hopefully you know things can get back to normal soon. But in the meantime, wear a mask. Wear a mask. Stay safe. Um, uh, please, uh, like I said, please uh, subscribe to this podcast, rate, review, share with a friend, share with Mavs fans in your life. And, uh, you know, like I said, we're, we're here with you every single day of the week, Monday through Friday. Dwayne is guaranteeing a championship and a first round win. I'm guaranteeing that we'll be back with you next week. Uh, I'm, I'm not pre- prepared to go that far, <laughs> but I am ready to talk Mavs basketball all the time because thankfully, basketball is back. Uh, for Dwayne, I am Bobby. We'll be back with you soon on Mavs Daily.